Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. My name is Reverend Rachel Harrison, and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Outer positive results in our lives will follow. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media and join the private Facebook group to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week and to support this podcast, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. Thank you for listening to the Recover Your Soul podcast and being part of this very special community. This episode is one of the bonus episodes that Apple Podcast subscribers and Patreon members have had access to first. And now I want to share it with you. If you enjoy this episode and you want more Recover Your Soul every week, you too can be an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member and support the production of this podcast and the Soul Recovery Mission. The links are in the show notes. Welcome back to the Friday bonus episode of Recover Your Soul. I'm so glad that you're here with me today, and I thank you for being a Patreon member or an Apple Podcast subscriber and supporting my mission to bring a spiritual path for a happy and healthy life to even more people. I just am so blessed as I continue to receive the feedback and emails and talking to people that I'm doing spiritual coaching with. And what changes are happening in people's lives and that we're in this community together. We're doing this together. I hope you're part of the Facebook group. Maybe you're coming on our once a month soul recovery support group. There's just so many ways for us to connect in this community. And I'm just so blessed to be offering you these parts of myself as you share your parts of yourself with me too. I had reached out to the Patreon members and said, what do you want to hear more about? And had gotten some really great ideas. And so you've probably already listened to those podcasts that were those ideas. And I'm just continuing on this vein a little bit because I do think there is so much value to work together 
many of you are coming from being Al-Anon members, having somebody in your life who has addiction, having dysfunction, coming from codependency, coming from the need to please, the need to be something for somebody, the desire for everything outside to be okay so that you can be okay on the inside. So that's what we're working on in Soul Recovery. And so doing these book studies together, connecting with each other on this content is really powerful. And Christy had asked for some more of these book studies together. She said, Rachel, I was just re-listening to some of the Al-Anon book study episodes, which I just love. It helps me to think more deeply about the concepts with your commentary, as opposed to when I'm reading them to myself. Would you be open to doing more of the Al-Anon book study episodes? I really appreciate you, Christy. Thanks, Christy. I wanted to do the steps, and I, I looked through a lot of the literature to try to figure out what was the best way to work on the steps. What I decided was that I'm going to do different ways. Maybe each step will be something different. And for step one, what I did was I I reached out for the Hope for Today. It's a daily reader, and it allows you to have some inspiration when you first wake up in the morning to set your day, to set your intention. And it's a really lovely daily reader. I know a lot of the Al-Anon meetings, this is the way that they do the meetings is they read the reader for the day. And then that's the topic of discussion for the meeting. I looked up step one, and I picked the reader for June 12th. And although today is not June 12th, it is June when I am recording this. And so I wanted to read out of this because I really loved the way that it brought in step one. Step one says, came to believe we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. So it reads, I thought I could skip over step one because I didn't live with my alcoholic stepfather anymore. When I heard other members apply step one in a different way, they substituted other words or phrases for the word alcohol Instead of saying they were powerless over alcohol, they said they were powerless over people or situations. I looked at my past and saw with clarity the times I had tried to exert control without results. I hid my stepfather's booze. I avoided my mother's constant yelling by staying out late, often getting into trouble. I finally saw how these attempts to control had harmed rather than helped me. I looked into my present and recognized how I sought to gain other people's acceptance by saying or doing, or in some cases not saying or doing, the things I thought they wanted. Manipulation had become second nature to me. I discovered how much I wanted other people to change so I could be happy. I even saw how I took pains to control the speed and direction of my own recovery. Sometimes it takes me a while to figure out whom or what I can't control. When I figure it out, I can put the appropriate words into step one. Today, the usefulness of step one is broader for me because I can substitute all manner of people and situations for alcohol. This breadth also helps me work step 12 because each and every one of my affairs contains elements I can't control. It says the thought for the day. Step one can be a multi-purpose tool. We take Alanon's first step, admitting that we are powerless over the facts of our situation and the other people involved and that our lives have become unmanageable. 
which is a quote from In All Our Affairs, page 31. And I loved this because this is the heart of soul recovery. This is the heart of the awareness that we are powerless over everything else besides ourselves. And most of us came from situations where we were taught at very young ages that we needed to set up a level of protection for ourselves, that our family systems were complex, that even if we didn't have a drinker in the house, their lives may have been affected by addiction at some point, and it's the running downhill. It is how it works, that addiction, dysfunction, alcoholism is a long-term family disease. And that this dysfunction can come out in subtle and explosive ways. So when we look at it, and for many of you, you may not think I'm directly affected by alcohol. Maybe your husband or your wife doesn't currently drink. You don't have addicted kids. Aren't you lucky? And maybe you didn't have parents who were actively out of control drinking. But what I recognize now in looking at the way that soul recovery works, that this process works, that utilizing these Al-Anon principles and metaphysics and the principles of self-help, positive psychology, all these tools that are out there to look at ourselves more deeply and find contentment and happiness in our life comes from recognizing childhood patterns, comes from realizing that we did the best that we could with what we had that everybody involved actually was doing the best they could with what they had, and sometimes it was really not all that great, that our parents often came from intense dysfunction, and that they were just doing what they learned, and we often just did what we learned, and that now, now as time is moving forward and we have more personal time We have more ability to be aware of ourselves. We have more ability to question our spirituality, question our happiness. That wasn't even an issue back in the day. You just worked hard and did what needed to be done. Life was just so intense then, right? You didn't have all this free time. It was a lot more just hang on. And so that wasn't all that long ago. And these are the family dynamics that are passed down, passed down, passed down. So most of us, if we're really honest and look, alcoholism, addiction, narcissism, dysfunction, it's pretty much in all of our lives somewhere, somehow. And so as we come to look at ourselves and do this soul recovery work, we can apply these principles even if we didn't have directly somebody in our life then or now, who is an active addict. So I love that about this. What I love about the way that this is talking about step one is the clarity of control. And you know that soul recovery for me is about realizing how much control we were exerting on our lives or trying to exert our lives that was making us absolutely miserable It was making us sick because there's so much that goes on out there, regardless of how good we are or how much we follow the rules or how much we don't follow the rules 
or how much we want it to be a certain way, that it just is messy. It just is complicated. That we come from these human beings with all of this struggle and all this pain. And then on top of that, we have these human bodies that fall apart. And then on top of that, there's piles and piles and piles and piles of other people and other relationships and other situations and other circumstances that go into the mix. And it's just muddy, dirty, complex. And we don't like it. And it feels terrible to us. And so we try to be good little boys and girls. We try to do all the right things. We try to say all the right things. We try to manipulate situations so that everything will be easier for everyone around us. I love how this says, I looked to my present and recognized how I sought to gain other people's acceptance by saying or doing, or in some cases not saying or doing, the things that I thought they wanted. How many of us are out there seeking approval from everyone in our lives, from our friends, from our social media, from our spouses, from our spiritual community, from our work community, chameleoning ourselves to try to fit into a mold. That's a level of control that we aren't even allowing ourselves to be ourselves, that we aren't even willing to stand and know who we are because for so long we had to fit into these roles that we were given to survive, to protect ourselves. I love that it says that we can admit that we're powerless over the facts of situations of everything involved, the situations and the other people involved, to allow ourselves to really see that we are powerless It doesn't mean that we can't have action. It doesn't mean that there aren't things that we can do in our life. It doesn't mean that we roll over and play possum dead and just say, well, forget it. I'm just going to throw it all away and not even try. The truth is that when you allow yourself to have clarity on what this powerlessness is, you gain strength and power in yourself, which is the only place that you have control. And I say time and time again that we don't have control or power over anybody else, but what we end up doing is we end up trying to control them, which we don't have any control over, and then we in turn take our control and power that we have over ourselves and we hand it over to other people by wanting their approval, by wanting their acceptance, by getting caught up in competition, by getting caught up in comparison, by trying to please a past self, by trying to heal a past life, by trying to make up for all the shortcomings that happened in the past. And the past is done and it's gone. And we give control over to all of these places and all of these aspects that we don't have control of, and that we don't want them to control us. So when you let go of the responsibility of everybody else and start to see with clarity the facts, the truths of what's happening, the allowing for what actually is, and some of what actually is is really hard, and people are making really difficult, yucky choices, 
and people are in physical and emotional pain and real life situations are happening financially, emotionally, physically, those things still exist and are actually there, but you can see them with clarity without the responsibility that you are in control of it, that you are supposed to have power over it, that you're supposed to fix it, that you're supposed to do something about it versus witness it, have compassion for it, have empathy around it, to tenderly take care of yourself, to recognize where your responsibilities actually lie, to take responsibility for your part in it, to not allow it to become more than what it is, just like in detachment, or try to prevent a crisis, to not create a crisis, to drop the drama, to come back to this centered place where you just recognize, oh, I'm trying to control here. I'm actually powerless about what these people think about me. I'm powerless about what my husband does. I'm powerless about what happens in my neighborhood. I'm powerless about if people talk about me behind my back. I'm powerless if they like me or not. And begin to have clarity of who you are without all these filters and needs to manipulate and change other people. Begin to recognize the gifts that you were given. That each of us, I believe, were given unique and special gifts by source. And some of these gifts can be ways that we're helpful. Some of these gifts can be inspirations that we have to do good in the world and to do good for the people in our lives. It's not about stopping who you are. It's about becoming more clear on who you are, more enriched in who you are and how you can be in the world to be a light, to shine a light on the world. Not to fix the world, not to manipulate the world, but to be a light, a light that allows other people to also shine their lights, which sometimes means that you have to let them take responsibility for their own stuff. Gotta let them have some of their own suffering. Again, for me, man, I was in all those years and it was so dark for so long and you would have thought that I'd had enough by then, that I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired that I would have made different choices. And it's interesting now to look back at how in those difficult times, I just dug in deeper into my control and my need to know what was happening and my desire to force things to be a certain way. And then using alcohol as a way to check out a way to numb the pain that I was feeling, totally controlled by that addiction. And now I look and I think, what's different? Well, what's different is a switch happened in me, a turn, a miracle, a change in perception happened in me, in my soul recovery, where I really understand, I completely understand when I'm in a positive headspace, which is luckily most of the time now, I don't have control of anything. But I can be as fully myself, as fully engaged in being exactly who I am in all of my best qualities 
and letting go of the need for approval, letting go of the need to be right, letting go of the need to do the right thing for somebody that I think is the right thing, letting go of the need to project what I think they want from me or need from me, letting go of the past, a lot of letting go of the past. Man, I used to ruminate about all that stuff. And just be right here right now and ask spirit, what is mine to do? What is mine to do here? And to be much more flexible in going with the flow and knowing that if I release some of that need for it to look a certain way, I'm actually going to begin to follow the guidance of intuition. And it works out pretty amazing, to be honest. It's crazy how beautifully time moves effortlessly with very few hitches in it because I'm not so rigid in how I think it should be. I personally am an alcoholic, so I'm powerless over alcohol. But you are powerless over other people and other situations. I'm powerless over other people and situations. But I can hold on to my internal power even more strongly knowing this. And the weight of the world has been lifted off of my shoulders because I don't have to manipulate or control or grasp any of that anymore. I just witness it. I just observe it. I come back to this step. And it doesn't mean that there aren't moments where, man, control pops right up, rears its head, But the more that you do this work, the more that you can observe in yourself that discomfort and the frustration that might be coming and recognize it's a desire to control. I love this reading for step one. And there are just so many great tools that come from all of the different perspectives, all the different awarenesses. And as you know, I always say, take what works for you and leave the rest. This is your soul recovery. This is your journey to embrace what comes up for you and what you resonate with and what you connect with. And if I ever say something that doesn't connect with you, man, I am not out here saying that everything that I think and say is the only way because it is not the only way. We all get to choose what works right for us, especially when you're listening deeply to your inner self especially when you're connecting with your higher power. That is where the gold lies. That is where the healing is. Until next time, namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my path to soul recovery? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's how. Here's your call to action. If you're ready for real inner change, and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past, to deepen your connection with your higher power, whatever that is for you, and to discover and then step forward into a happy and healthy life. You can also become part of our soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's by Zoom from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and you can register on the website to get your Zoom link. Recover your souls on social media. Of course, there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. 
lots of ways to connect, and there's even a private Facebook group that will allow for more communication and conversation about soul recovery. There is also an extra bonus episode every Friday if you are an Apple Podcast subscriber or Patreon member. I'd also love all of the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community, with me, and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time to give me five stars, a quick review, and to share the podcast with your friends and family, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you for going to the website and pushing the donate button, whatever donation feels right to you. This means so much to me because I have this enormous mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, your being part of this community is helping that to happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.